This podcast is brought to you by ChannelFireball.com, your best source for all things magic. Thank you for tuning in to Magic TV. We've got another top eight. I'm the guy on the left, and with me as always, Luis Scott Vargas. Hey, Mashi. And uh, today we are discussing the top eight number one creatures of all time. I, mean, I feel like that needs a little bit of explanation. <laughs> right. There's various creatures uh, throughout the history of magic that have had the mantle of you know greatest creature of all time. We've referred to many creatures throughout magic's time with that title, and this is just a list of those creatures. Yeah, it's basically in chronological order, not like numerical order, because we didn't think that made much sense, but in chronological order, the best creature of kind of each era this or era. each yeah. each amount of time. I mean, the amount of times vary. Uh, the, the first one on the list held the title for quite some time. Quite some time, and uh, let's get right into it. Uh, number eight is Sarah Angel. Yep. And it's hard, it's hard to believe, particularly now with Magic, that Sarah <laughs> Angel could ever be considered the best. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been reprinted a ton of times. It's in a bunch of core sets, and it's not even close to being like, yeah, plain constructed. Zero impact. Right? Yeah. Are you sure you're going to draft? It's a bomb and draft. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it at the time, you know, with the deck being played, Sarah Angel was the game winner. Yeah, you know, I mean. You, you'd draft, you'd get, you had control, you dropped Sarah, and she played offense and defense, and she ended the game in five swings. Yeah, I mean, it was just called the deck that the Brian Weissman made, actually, that dominated vintage, or what we called magic. <laughs> right, yeah, at that time it was just... Yeah, I mean, I guess type two eventually came out, too, but right. uh, pioneering the, like, you know, one Sarah Angel, one fireball wing condition. Exactly. So. Everything, else, everything else to maintain control of the game. And just get there to your win condition. And it turned out Sarah was just she flew over moats. I mean, she was the best win condition for quite some time. Yeah, and she was and she was kind of a moat herself. Anything yeah. that got through, unless it was another Sarah, yeah. <laughs> was gonna get eaten up by her. Um, so yes, the first greatest creature of all time. Um, supplanted many, many years later by Superman himself, herself. I've never been sure what's going on there. Who knows? Morphling. Yeah, and Morphling was a big beneficiary of the six edition rules change, which happened as we determined in Legacy. Yeah, and Morphling was in saga. saga and Legacy, right. Um, and, and she was insane. I always say she, but then we call her Superman. Um, being able to pump her all the way up, stack damage, you know, and yeah. pump her toughness all the way down to resolve. Basically, damage. it was a five X where X is just like the amount of mana you had, which was very good and untargetable and flying, flying. and uh, and uh, it would could untap. Yep, so hermetic I mean, study morphling, sweet limited combo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I mean. Part of the reason I think, uh, in some sense, she supplanted Sarah Angel is she did everything Sarah Angel did but better. Right. Uh, she could fly. She could protect herself from being untargetable. Uh, she didn't have vigilance, but again, she could untap, so she could get in there and then untap to play defense. Morphling actually has protection from Moat and the Abyss, which is uh, uh, yeah, even a better. good combination. Right. Um, and, and for uh, quite some time, had the title of you know best creature ever printed. My gosh, yeah. how could it ever get better than Morphling? <laughs> um, of course, with the new rules, she takes a hit. And now, yeah. never really sees play. Yeah, we have Aetherling now, which uh, d does kind of take that role in standard, at least. Right. But uh, it's still not quite the level Morphling was. Definitely not. Um, next up, Lin Sivi, Defiant yeah. Hero. Yeah, de also a Defiant card. <laughs> right, right. Uh, de defining card of uh, both block and standard. Led to, you know, got banned in block eventually. And it was, you know, she was the driving force behind the Rebels deck, which won multiple Pro Tours. Uh, was and she was just such a headache, you yeah. know, because she gets killed and something else gets put on the bottom of your library. And, I mean, it, it was, it was, she was the headache that never went away. Yeah, also uh, with the old Legend rules, it made games particularly heinous because right. in the mirror, if you played a Lin Civi, your opponent just couldn't play yeah, hers. Yeah, they were just locked out. Yeah, which now at least they both get to duel side by side, or, right. you know, facing each other, which makes a little more mm -hmm. sense. Still a pretty busted card. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, um, that was kind of Lin, Lin Sivi was, and, and the whole Rebel Chain idea was was really when um, like Brainstorm with its reprint started to take off, where you yeah. could hide cards, shuffle your deck. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like Counter Rebels was just a right. classic deck. Um, so, 
Next up, <laughs> much debated, uh, but democracy rules here at Channel Fireball. Flame Kavu. Yeah, uh, we had we had some disagreements about <laughs> this, but Flame Kavu just did you know eats Lin Sibby, so. <laughs> oh yeah, great. And, and your so, so, so so did Tangarth. Tangarth could fight yeah. and kill Lin Sibby you, too. Your, okay? your counter proposal was Blinding Angel, which is actually the perfect example of why Flame was the best because cards like Blinding Angel I didn't that died to Flame Tongue. I don't think Blinding Angel should necessarily be on the list. I just thought it was a better card. Yeah, but uh, Flametongue Kavu really was uh, by omission the most powerful card in the sense that it uh, kind of like gave you the rules of what you could and couldn't play in standard. It, it, it definitely shaped standard. Um, it, it's it's I, if this were just removal cards, I would put Flametongue Kavu <laughs> on the list. Um, it was a card you always had to play around. As soon as you saw red, you definitely assumed uh, in that era, okay, there's an FTK coming. Yeah, the FTK test was what, how you decided what cards you put in your deck, and it was you know responsible for like. You know, Shadow Mage Infiltrator, for example, not seeing as much play as maybe it could have, because when you get your Shadow Mage FTK, that's just kind of a beat. It was a beat. And Mongrel had a huge part in, the, in yeah. the Shadow Mage issue. But yeah, and I mean, you know, with Fires, you were blowing things up and then swinging for four immediately. Um, so there was a lot going on. FTK, a great creature. Uh, <laughs> no no, no debate on whether it's a great creature or not, whether it should be here. I don't know if anyone ever thought Flame Tongue Kavu, greatest creature ever printed or the best creature. But um, next on the list, definitely... Definitely, at one point, I think had the consensus best creature, Psychotog. Yeah, and, and this actually, Psychotog's reign lasted for a long time. Quite some time. Like, we had uh, Psychotog come out in, like, 2001 slash 2002. Sure. You know, end of 2001. And uh, last, you know, according to our list, it lasted until 2006. And I think that's pretty reasonable. Like, I remember playing in PTQs throughout that time, and Psychotog was always a force and extended, even after it rotated out of standard. And it was just widely considered the best creature. It was, it was great in vintage. I remember playing vintage decks with it. Well, and I think, it, you know, the same way you described FTK, Psychotog was just, it was such a presence. It's it's the type of, it's a creature that warped formats. Where yeah. you, had, you had to have an answer or you had to be playing it, basically. Um, and uh, it, I mean, Psychotog, again, does it all. Plays offense, can kill you in one swing, plays defense, can slowly block everything and kill it. And we're seeing a consistent theme in these creatures in that, the finisher that can also defend you exactly. is super valuable. And, and I think part of that, too, is uh, a lot of these best creatures have come in control decks, yeah. where that is an invaluable resource. You're being able to play both sides. I, you know, I think part of that is because the, when a control deck only plays one creature, it stands out more. Yes. Whereas, like, let's say you have a, a, a tribal zoo deck that has, you know, Wild Nakato, Kurdape, Lomline, like, Tarmogoyf. It doesn't, it's, there's no it's hard to point to one creature. I mean, yeah, Wild Nakato is really good, but yeah. it's hard to point to one creature and say, this is the best. Whereas a control deck playing, you know, 24 lands, 20, you know, 30 spells, and two creatures. Well, and you, you have to ask yourself, um, at, at uh, you know, for that for the control deck to be able to operate, it has to have that special creature. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Zoo may get hurt if there's no Curdip in the format, but maybe there's another red one. Right, Savannah lands, not as good as Curdip. There's still been successful Zoo decks based on Savannah lands. Whereas, you know, trying to play something like Accelerated Blue when Morphling was in, or the deck without the Angel... Mm -hmm. Blue Black Psychotog. Without the Psychotog, you know, part, I guess you had Zombie Infestation. Some of the upheaval decks played that instead, but Psychotog is a much better turn three right. play. It was no, nowhere near. I mean, and, and Infestation couldn't buy you the time. I mean, Psychotog was a, a moat. Yeah, when, that, 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 was, that was the sick part about right. it. You played it as a moat, and then eventually you just combo killed them. Right, you yeah. channel fireballed okay. them right out. <laughs> exactly. Um, moving up the list, the great one. Dark Confidant. Who's invariably near the top of any list which he, he appears, whether it's Invitational Cards, Two Drops, or Greatest Creatures of yeah, All Time. Definitely. Um, I mean, what, what's there to say about Bob that hasn't already been said? Yeah, just the fact that it's a, such a reliable card advantage engine at only two mana. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that price point, again, we've seen play in Vintage, Standard, Modern, board, you know, I mean, Legacy. And, and the fact that, you know, 
he can get you the win with swords and other things out there. He can still get. Yeah, I mean, a two-one body is is pretty relevant yeah. sometimes. Aggressively costed too. So. I mean, even when I played like Bob Tendrils and Vintage, the like, like six damage you get by attacking with Bob was really really important. Yeah, I mean, it's the, oh, definitely when you get the eternal formats. Like the, yeah. the incremental damage. Can be I really like it in cool. cube too. It's a good combo with Emrakul, as, as I found out. <laughs> How did you do in that match? <laughs> well, I had an underground river in play, and I was at sixteen, and then I couldn't tap my underground river. Don't make excuses. <laughs> um, number two, Tarmogoyf. Yeah, so Bob, even though he had a short reign as kind of like the best creature, still, you know, remains a big force, but then Tarmogoyf came out and just the fury of a two-mana 5-6 just it, overwhelmed yeah. any sort of card advantage. Yeah, once, once, once people figured out, okay, Tarmogoyf is good, and then figured out, okay, there's an engine to just make it un unstoppable, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, really, fetch lands plus Tarmogoyf is all, is all you need because right. the spells end up there naturally. The creatures often do as well, and once you put lands in the graveyard... You have a you're getting there. two mana, like basically a two mana three four at no work and often bigger. Right, and and I mean that's a bargain even by today's standards, right? Yeah. So um, moving right up to number one. Yeah, this one has a number of candidates. We didn't go Snapcaster Mage, didn't go with Delver of Secrets instead. Sure. Deathrite Shaman. Yeah. And uh, you know I remember talking to you about this uh, about whether it's the best green one drop. You know, hasn't supplanted something like Birds of Paradise, and you immediately said, "Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no, there's no no time you never." It's a Birds of Paradise that's also one too. Also gonna be cast off black mana, which is actually really really big because it gives access to acceleration to decks that normally don't get it. Sure, off color. Anything. And it pings them and gains you life and disrupts the graveyard. It just does everything. Yeah, no, it's it's it really is kind of a Swiss Army knife. Um, uh, it, it helps you. It hurts them. It's accessible in multiple avenues. I mean. He's, he's a great, great creature. Yeah, I remember looking at it this on Spoiler and thinking like, man, this is a lot of text and abilities. What does this even do? And then, like, <laughs> and then we just like, oh, yeah, we're going to play four of this in our deck at the Pro Tour. <laughs> and uh, right now, Deathrite Shaman is uh, kind of a driving force. Like, I played it in Vintage. Oh. Uh, it's played in Legacy. It's played in Modern. And, you know, even sees some standard play, though, actually because of there's no fetch lands in standard, it sees it's less standard play than everything else. Right, right. But uh, just the fact that it's a multi-format all-star kind of, you know, puts it on this list. So does that mean that right now Deathrite Shaman is the best creature of all time? Uh, it, it, I think that there's an argument to be made for that, yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I think I still kind of think Goyf. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely. Uh, both um, I feel both like the, yeah, the impact of Deathrite is just much bigger right now. It is, and it is, it's, I think that's definitely true. Sees more playing standard, too. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> well, there you have it, our top eight uh, greatest number one creatures. Deathrite Shaman, Tarmogoyf, Dark Confidant, Psychotog, Flame Tongue Kavu, <laughs> <laughs> Lin Sivy, Morphling, and Sarah Angel. Thanks a lot. See you next time. Woo.